0: iDrive SoCal is brought to you by the very best auto retailers from across Southern California. When it's time for you to buy or even just kick the tires on the idea of buying, just go to iDriveSoCal.com and click on Dealers. iDriveSoCal.com, click on Dealers, and get connected. Now, on with the podcast. Welcome to I Drive SoCal, the podcast all about mobility from the automotive capital of the United States, Southern California, IA. Tom Smith here, and this is episode number 100. Hard to believe, 99 episodes behind us. What we're doing in episode 100 is I'm going to share a little bit of my opinion uh, based on some facts, based on you know a lot of research and, and uh, journalistic effort that went behind putting together 99 episodes prior to this one and and just kind of talk about mobility big picture because the reality is we're in southern california there's an ocean of cars stuck between where we are and where we want to go pretty much constantly and uh you know that's a big part of why i created i Drive socal to begin with but uh you know mobility for <laughs> for many people conjures up the uh, the image of golden girls, walkers, wheelchairs, and, uh, you know, the shops in the downtown areas and, uh, whatnot that, that, that that sell those kinds of things. And sure. Yeah. Mobility is that, but in, in this world of, of fast moving innovation, technology, and startups, mobility is so very much more. And, uh, that's what we've started covering. That's what we're going to continue to cover, and uh, that, as well as automotive, right? Because automotive is is just a huge part of our culture in Southern California, really the entire United States, as, w- as well as the world. I mean, that's how we've gotten around, and and that's changing. And and there's a number of areas uh, where it's changing. So that's that's what this this topic, uh, this podcast here, is going to be all about. So and. You know, what's real and what's hype? And in I can't help but conjure up the uh, the Simpsons episode with the traveling sales guy that comes to town and sells the monorail and gets the whole town. Uh, doing the song, Monorail, Monorail, Mon. I-, I wish I could afford to uh, insert that uh, that song into this podcast, but I'm pretty sure that there'd be some copyright issues with uh, the Simpsons folks. But so at any rate, lots of innovation is happening. That is undeniable, and we're going to categorically go through a-, a handful of them: startups, scooters, electric scooter companies, electric cars, driverless cars, flying cars. Flying driverless cars, Hyperloops, underground highways with the whole boring company, uh, electric aircraft and and space travel as well. And, you know, the one thing that that I didn't include, which which I really wanted to, to know was uh, I think Richard Branson from Virgin was supposed to take us down to the depths of the oceans so while we're doing all this mobility everywhere and even off the planet interplanetary what's going on with with the bottom of our ocean um, our oceans have we really gotten down there yet I don't know that's that's a whole different topic but just something that popped into head popped into my head. So um yes, I drove SoCal, it, it 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 I drive SoCal, easy for me to say. It it started as as my severe love of driving in cars, along with the equally severe loathing of sitting in traffic and uh not driving my car in all the traffic congestion. But there's so much car sharing uh and 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 the sharing economy and whatnot that's been going on. Um but how has traffic been getting worse? I, I don't get that. You know, again, Cube, The Simpsons, Monorail, uh, with the whole sales uh, sales guy that comes to town, takes the town's money, and and leaves them in a mess. I don't think that's what we're destined for. But it, in in some in some areas, it's kind of like, what's up? I don't know. So we're going to talk a little bit about each of the uh, categories that I mentioned. And again, those are startups, scooters, electric cars, driverless cars, flying cars. Flying driverless cars we'll touch on, Hyperloops, the Underground Highway, again, the boring company, electric aircraft, and space travel. Briefly. Um, So, first, the scooter company, and and one of the very—or, scooter companies— One of the very first podcasts that I did was with a friend of mine, uh, Dale Seiden, who's one of the co-founders of an electric scooter company called Ojo, Ojo Electric. And they're based out of uh, California, right here, Santa Monica, actually. And uh, and there's another one that's based out of Santa Monica here called Bird. Now, Ojo's been around for a while, and they did a deal with Ford, and they're supposed to be— distributing their their ojo scooters and ford dealerships around the, around the world i haven't been in a ford dealership recently and don't know if they're there um but but i hope they're doing well they're supposed to have a celebrity talent behind that too uh of some sort of big hollywood a-lister but but at any rate so the interesting thing about bird is you have um If you don't know what the bird scooters are, they're, they're these little, they look like the razors actually that the kids used to ride around. Um, But so there's, there's the bird scooters that are, that are bigger for adults to ride. And the bird scooters are competing with the lime bikes and the lime bike scooters. So the lime bikes are those lime colored bikes that you've seen around in random locations Uh, in Southern California here. I've seen them as as far out as, is like strange industrial areas of, of Torrance in the South Bay. Uh, which has been kind of kind of weird you just see a bike sitting there on the side of the road Um, the the bird uh, and 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 the lime bike i or the lime scooter excuse me those seem to be more in the heavily populated areas so i was at a recent uh, talk at ucla and there was birds sitting right next to the line bikes. Uh, but so, you know, there's a whole nother element of the the sharing economy that and, and technology that's supposed to alleviate traffic. That's not alleviating traffic. Um, and the other the other element of that is uh, <laughs> I find it kind of funny that these scooter companies and they're, Hey, they're unicorns, right? So Lime and bird both came out to be in the startup world. unicorns, a billion dollar valuation company. Both of them have been, uh, valued at a billion bucks, a billion with a B, uh, and bird is, is barely two years old. I mean, that's just crazy. Um, I used to live in Marina del Rey. And, and the bird scooters were all over Marina del Rey uh, recently. That was one of their first stops. I think that in Santa Monica. And uh, apparently um, some people are getting frustrated with, with literally stumbling over them coming out of bars in the evenings, uh, stumbling over bird scooters that are sitting around. So I guess you can't get a DUI on these things, but uh, that's an interesting whole nother element of, of the equation with the scooters. But the, the last thing I want to touch on the scooters before we move on is the <laughs> the scooters are supposed to be the solution for or at least in certain circles is they're the solution for the final mile. Like we get from point A to point B almost, and then we have that one mile left. Uh, So in theory, people actually take public transportation, a bus or a train or a a commuter train here in in Southern California, and you have that final mile that you just have to get, you know, from from that final mile, point A to point B or call it C, whatever. What's the final mile solution? It's like, well, the scooter's the final mile solution. Fantastic. I'm sorry, but isn't obesity and heart disease like pretty big problems that we're dealing with in the United States and really around the world? And maybe perhaps a final mile solution could be just all we have to do is look down the old heel toe express. I don't know. Just saying. But but the scooters are cool. And, 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 the companies are obviously valued at, at big bucks and Hey, maybe down the line, the scooters could be a huge alleviation of the traffic congestion problem in our cities. We'll see. Uh, so the next part is the electric toes or electric toes, <laughs> the heel toe express and the electric car, two separate parts, but, but on my notes, they were, they were close together. So electric toes, uh, maybe that'll be the name of a new band coming up electric cars is our next is our next uh, topic here and they're here they're here to stay there's no doubt uh, traditional manufacturers are, are are deep into their their plans of releasing electric cars from the performance perspective electric cars are are pretty impressive uh, you have you have torque that is incredible with electric cars, and uh, you know you have the Tesla that has the whatever ludicrous speed, insanity speed, etc. Um, so electric cars are here, and 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 they're great, and and they're going to proliferate. There's nothing, um, there, there's no denying that. I don't think in, in any of the the uh, auto manufacturers are are denying that anymore, but. It, the whole concept of zero emissions from electric cars is fantastic. The one question that that I will throw out there, and I'm sure there's all kinds of solutions, but I'm just throwing it out there because it's, it's my podcast. I Drive SoCal is my podcast, so I'm throwing this one out there. With all the zero emissions, that's fantastic. But when those batteries have run their lifetime, where do they wind up? Landfill? Um... So that's something in, in the column of green and eco-friendly in the column of not green and eco-friendly, uh, you know, Hey, the, the batteries winding up in a landfill is definitely a check in the, in the not green and eco-friendly column. And the other element is the electricity for electric cars has got to come from somewhere. So where's that electricity coming from? Is it produced by coal? I know that's a, Topic, whatever political, but uh, is it produced by a nuclear power plant? Uh, where is that, that power coming from? Is it coming from solar? And if it's coming from solar, that's great, right? Because sun uh hits the solar panel on top of my house, that uh powers my my converter and 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 powers my car. Fantastic. However, what about the uh carbon footprint? that was laid down to create that solar panel. And what about that solar panel itself? When its life cycle is done, where does it go? Is it back in that landfill next to the batteries? Just saying, I don't know. Uh, and, and the same could could arguably go for uh, hydropower or wind power. Uh, there are life cycles of that equipment that uh, first, it has to be manufactured. Second, it, it has to be run um, and maintained. Probably not a big car- uh, carbon footprint on running and maintaining it, but then disposing it. So don't get me wrong. I'm not anti any of that stuff. I'm just posing some questions that I think were probably out there being posed, but, but maybe something that we need to think about, too. One quick sidebar is, uh, my, my friends who drive the Priuses, I have many and, uh, yes, you're, 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 you're great. You're eco-friendly. Um, but, but the, the, my only thing about the Prius driver is look, if you're going to have the eco-friendly car and save the environment, that's fantastic. Don't drive it aggressively like a complete knucklehead Uh, because while you're saving the environment that we live in, you're (laughs) like cutting people off and driving like a, uh, anyway, aggressive Prius drivers uh, is just, they're starting to not bug me so much, but, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting older and more accepting. Um, Moving on, driverless cars. We did a whole podcast on the levels of autonomous driving. Go to iDriveSoCal.com and uh, actually our search function on the website works really well. Just, uh, just search for autonomous uh, or levels of autonomous and, and it'll pop right up with some other podcasts as well. Um, but so the, the levels of autonomous driving podcast, uh, we, we covered, there's five of them as designated by the Society of Automotive Engineers, SAE, you've probably seen a little SAE on, on various things uh, that, you, that are manufactured but that's what SAE stands for the Society of uh, the Society of Automotive Engineers and and they're the ones that that have been the governing but not the governing body but but their designation for what these levels are each of the five levels of autonomous driving uh, that that those levels come from them, and, and really, there's six because there's zero, right? There's there's no autonomous driving whatsoever. But then five is complete automation, and in order to have complete automation, you have a vehicle that needs an infrastructure because the vehicle and the infrastructure need to talk to each other. So the idea of complete, complete automation anywhere and everywhere is a long way out. And everybody knows that because there's right terrain changes. You can't expect a a car to take you from Vegas to Los Angeles completely uh, autonomously because there's way too many variables and the infrastructure is not there, or at least it's not currently there. That is a pretty popular, uh, pretty popular roadway or, or whatnot. So maybe that'll get addressed sooner than, than we think. But, but so my thinking, again, this is, uh, the future of mobility, Tom's opinions, um, which my opinions could change whatever they are now that they, they might change by the time I finish uh, recording this podcast just kidding, maybe not that quickly, but I think this is what happens. And, and this is already what's happening in some of the testing areas. And that is the uh, cities become the infrastructure that the autonomous driving uh, or the, the vehicles that can drive autonomously uh, work within. So within a geofenced fenced area, uh, the autonomous driving uh, actually happens. And that's probably pretty soon. I, I, to a certain degree. I think that in the future, what, what will wind up happening is with uh, driverless cars is is that as we get into cities, as we drive our cars from whatever the suburbs to the city, I think you're going to get to a certain point in the city, in the city perimeter, where th- you, you don't have a choice, but you have to, in order to use your car in the city limits, in the city perimeter, you have to let the city grid take over your vehicle and you're still in your vehicle but your hands off, you're then part of the grid. and in, in that case traffic's gone. However, that doesn't mean wait times are gone. So you'll probably have to wait to get on the grid and um, just like just like waiting for a train to go by, uh, you'll you'll have to wait in certain areas for variables while you're autonomously driving through the city. So yeah, traffic will be gone. Um but but that doesn't mean that it's just going to be constant motion, you're going to go from point A to point B completely effortlessly. Now, I I think also that uh you know, w- you're going to have some groups and 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 th- look, there's a lot of red tape that that is going to have to be cut through in order to get through all of that and make this all a reality. Uh, but but there's reality and and there's what common sense and logic tell you. And look, Uber and Lyft have done, whoever thought that they were really going to be able to become what they've become. I mean, Uber, especially, we're going to talk about a, a, a whole thing that they're doing with with flying cars and a NASA venture. We'll, we'll get into that in a couple of minutes, but. If anybody can cut through the red tape, some of these technology companies such as Uber and Lyft have have proven that they can cut through the red tape of of regulation and and politics and whatnot and and, and do so successfully and and uh, become highly valued companies. Um, Oh, so there's also there's there's still going to be some groups that through this process are, of course, going to be going to be standing up and 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 raising concerns. And actually we did a podcast, one of our 99 podcasts that we did leading up to this 100th podcast was with the consumer watchdog group. And they had an interesting point, actually, you know, they, they said, look, if the car is taking over decision-making for humans, any machine is taking over decision-making for humans. Not always uh, are our choices as humans. um, One good, one bad, sometimes you have only two bad choices and then a car has to make the decision on one of those bad choices. So I think the example that the Consumer Watchdog Group representative shared with me was, uh, look, you have a situation where a car's driving and a high like in an accident going to happen. A high likelihood of of a uh, someone outside of the car getting injured or a high likelihood of somebody inside the car getting injured. Who do you who who does the car decide gets injured? It's an interesting, interesting thing. It's like, OK, well, uh, that's a that's a pretty good point. But again, all this is being worked on. So that's driverless technology and, uh, and now flying cars. So w- with all the the regulation and infrastructure issues that go into, um, <clears throat> excuse me, with all the, with all the infrastructure and, and regulation issues that go into driving on, on the ground, one would kind of think that maybe flying cars, there's, you know, there's, there's not, not as much to hit. Uh, and if we can get everything that's flying to talk to each other, then maybe it's a lot easier to, to make the flying cars happen but at any rate the funny thing is flying cars i've I'm, I'm petrified of heights petrified but yet flying cars have been a boyhood fascination of mine and i think a lot of people i'm not alone in this one i'm not alone in that i'm not alone in my love of cars either there's there's legions and millions of people tens of millions hundreds of people that uh, that are right there in the, in the same boat and that's my official survey by the way uh, but but flying cars, I n- I'll never forget seeing the, uh, the 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 first Popular Mechanics cover of a flying car, and and uh, man, my my wheels in my head were just turning, and it's like, man, if you know, if if getting my driver's license represented freedom. And driving a car was like the next level of freedom. Well, well, owning or or driving a flying car was like utopian freedom. Uh, so that's still something. But now with with drones, this is becoming a very real thing. And and uh, as I mentioned, Uber and and Lyft, or excuse me, Uber and NASA have a a, a joint venture that, that they're working on to, to bring flying cars, uh, to reality and and not only them, but also, uh, just in, in, uh, last week's, uh, no last week's newsletter, we sent out Audi and Airbus in Germany have a, uh, have a prototype and Angela Merkel, the, uh, chancellor of Germany has actually designated a city where that prototype of the Audi Airbus uh, union is, is going to be tested. And it looks like a a car. It looks like a pod kind of, kind of thing with uh, four drone type propellers on, on top. And um, you know, there you have it. So, I mean, the the crazy old flying car where it was basically like a, you know, a, a small car with, with wings on it. Um, the freak of nature kind of looking thing. Um, that's not what it is anymore. Now it's, it's, I, and I don't think the notion or, or the functionality of driving on streets and flying are two so separate things that I I think they're probably still going to be different. I think we'll probably have drones that people go into and then, eventually there'll be some kind of flying car when technology gets to a certain point. Uh, but we also have propulsion systems that we got to worry about. But yet again, something that we covered uh, that, that, that we'll touch on uh, electric planes, uh, propulsion systems and 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 making the batteries lighter. It's a very real thing. It's all happening. Um, how much of it is hype? How much of it is real? I don't know. It seems like a lot of it's real. Um, there, there's, you know, it's not without its hype. It's not without uh, monorail barkers and whatnot. But uh, a lot of it seems to be very real. And so so then when you have flying cars right in Los Angeles, cars are flying all over the place or drones are flying, whatever they're called, they're flying and it's moving people and things Um it seems like it would be easier because you don't have things to hit like you do on the ground. Uh, obviously, air traffic control already has their FAAs and air traffic control already has our hands full, but but it seems that, you know, if we can just make sure that the things that are flying around aren't hitting each other, uh, common sense and logic would, would seem like that might be an easier play than, than autonomous uh, driving on the ground. And then, you know, very simply, if... You know, an accident occurs in the air. Don't we have the technology to just make sure that the the, parachute pops out of the vehicle that we're flying around in and we land gently on the ground, uh, maybe with some airbags that keep us safe inside? I don't know. I'm just saying it, it seems to be out there. So then uh, from from flying cars, we have flying driverless cars. And and this seems to be what what the Uber and and NASA thing is, is is really working on. In fact, Uber Elevate is a conference that you probably not have not heard of, but it's been happening for the last two years right here in Los Angeles. And it covers exactly that. It covers flying cars. It covers competitions and partnerships about how this is going to happen. A little startup competitions, you know, what kind of vehicle, what kind of designs, what kind of propulsions, etc. Um which by the way, Uber Elevate, thanks a lot for not granting iDrive SoCal media credentials for this past Uber Elevate conference. Uh really appreciate that guys, gals. Um, and I'm being very facetious. We would like to cover this uh, next year. So the next on the on the list is hyperloops. And what's a hyperloop? You've probably heard of it. It's basically like the 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 blood vessels shooting through our veins. Uh, hyperloop is an underground tunnel with a uh, w- with a capsule that we people and things would uh, theoretically be inside. and and these capsules, that the whole thing, would be would be airtight so the capsules in theory would not be able to run into each other which is a good thing because they're running at such high speeds that if they did run into each other somehow uh, i think the only thing that would be left over would be like greasy vapor um so there's that there's the hyperloop thing and we'll see how that impacts traffic hopefully traffic congestion will be will be alleviated by way of hyperloops Then you also have the underground highway slash electric railway thing that, uh, Elon Musk has been working on by way of his boring company. So uh, the boring company has been kind of a weird thing. Um, you gotta hand it to Elon for, for being, um, a, a pretty darn good promoter, uh, not to mention a brilliant engineer and, and, uh, savvy billionaire, uh, and and an entrepreneur. Hey, what else is he? Uh but so the boring company is this company that's that's boring tunnels underneath was supposedly bo- boring tunnels underneath the the city of of Los Angeles. And they're based here in LA. Um but there's a big question mark around that because because they're they're very they're very quiet They're very kind of secretive you go to their website and the website is actually recently changed before they had the website was kind of focused on la now it seems i was just on the website earlier today and it seems the whole the whole uh the whole website uh mentioning la is now gone and and it talks about what it's going to do in chicago the boring company and um make the trip from Chicago O'Hare to downtown Chicago much easier. So I don't know what happened with the L.A. thing. Are there, Elon, is there tunnels underneath Los Angeles that you the Boring Company has been working on? I'm not sure. Um, I'd love to check them out. And in fact, so going back to the, the, the brilliant promoter that Elon Musk is, the Boring Company uh, did you may have heard about the hats that that the boring company was pitching um i actually bought a couple of hats myself because they were selling hats apparently to raise a couple bucks i think like 10 million bucks whatever they raised 5 million bucks and and they were selling hats and it was just simply a boring company hat whatever no big deal black hat with a white logo but i think 10 of the the, the hat purchasers Uh, would be picked randomly from a drawing. And as if you won that drawing, you would get to go visit uh, the the Boring Company tunnels. So under Los Angeles. So I've not heard anything about that happening. Uh, So what's up with, are there tunnels under Los Angeles? What's up with the Boring Company in Los Angeles? I don't know. Would love to know. The other element of uh, Elon Musk's brilliant promotion, uh, promotional, Expertise is the flamethrowers. Uh, yes, in fact, there is the boring company flamethrower, later called not a flamethrower because some uh, government entities were going to disallow the shipment of flamethrowers or something called a flamethrower. So the cutesy spin was, okay, we're going to call these things, not a flamethrower. So if you know about this, you've probably seen the two or the one picture that's it. Well, they, they have two pictures that one picture of the actual flamethrower and it looks like a flamethrower with a boring company logo on it. And then you have a little, uh, whatever it is, the gift thing, or it's a little, uh, video, uh, picture. And, and there's two people, a guy and a girl uh, in in a dark setting, both holding flamethrowers and, and, and the motion part of the picture is flame shooting out of the flamethrower. So those, I think the hats were like 20 or 40 bucks a pop. The flamethrowers are like 500 bucks a pop. So (laughs) uh, one of my buddies said, you know what? He, he actually bought the flamethrower. Of course they haven't been delivered yet, but the, he, he he ventures to guess that the flamethrower is actually going to be Bitcoin. So we'll see. Uh, so there's the underground highway. And, and supposedly the, the, the boring company, I'm way off tangent on that one. So the boring company is drilling these big underground tunnels so that we can drive our cars to elevators that will then take us down to the tunnels and then on those on those uh or in those tunnels our car will sit on like an electric rail that will also be very high high speed moving um uh, but will be regulated but, but will be in our car so so it'll be like a high speed um people mover that you put your car on and kind of like going through the airport, right? You get on that the escalator that is just flat. I don't know what those things are called, but, but, uh, it's that concept for the car. And when you get to your, your point that you're going, your car is, is elevated back up to street level. And then you, you drive around in the rest of traffic as normal. So that's the boring company. Now electric aircraft, another podcast we did with a company right here in Southern California, amp air, um, working out of the arts district downtown out of the, uh, LA clean tech incubator and amp Air is a startup company that is making uh, electric aircraft or uh, supporting the electric aircraft initiative anyway. They actually have a prototype, which is, is really cool. We have pictures of it on, on the podcast. Just go get, Google, uh, or don't Google, um, go to idrivesocal.com. And again, our search function works really well. So uh, type in electric aircraft and and that podcast will pop up. I can't remember what number it is uh, as far as the IDSC number. IDSC standing for iDrive SoCal. All of our podcasts have an IDSC number. But at any rate, so Amper was one of our first ones. And I sat with the CEO CEO of Ampere, uh, super smart guy. And interesting because, uh, you know, uh, Southern California is not only all the automotive capital of the world, but it's also an automotive capital or, or, excuse me, it's also a capital of transportation. And I asked Ampere, why here, why Southern California? And the CEO's reply was, look, you know, we were all aeronautical engineers, you know, JPL from jet propulsion laboratory or, or Raytheon or, or whomever else. Uh, but there's a big, uh, there's a big, uh, it's all the way back to the Hughes, uh, Hughes aircraft, right? Howard Hughes, there, there's a big piece of the aviation world right here in, in, in Los Angeles, in Southern California. So all of these guys were working uh, that started Ampere, all these guys were working at, at these different companies and they got together to start Ampere, the first electric aircraft company. And, and, and what these guys are doing is literally, figuring out what needs to happen as far as uh the the guts of the aircraft that needs to come out um that drives the the jet propulsion um the combustion engine I guess it is I think jet jet engines are combustion engines I think that is but and then make it electric so it's a very quiet ride uh apparently they have on the drawing board and and this is about a year old pot well then no, it's about six months seven months old podcast now and I think what Kevin the CEO is telling me is that should be in about six months from now ish, they're going to be ready to take their first test flight with the electric aircraft. And, um, it's not going to be, you know, mass jumbo jet, uh, ready, but, but they will be able to do nine passenger regional air travel. So if you want to take an electric aircraft to Vegas, if you want to take an electric aircraft over to Catalina Island, uh, check, check, you, you're going to be able to do that. And, and basically just take all the guts out of, of an aircraft as is out of it, that, that is part of the current propulsion system and, and exchange that for batteries that, that are high tech enough that can get, produce enough energy to propel an aircraft. That's crazy. Um, uh, that's not so much going to help traffic, but that electric aircraft technology is going to potentially help the, um, uh, the, the, flying cars, which obviously would help traffic. Now, finally, there's space travel, right? It, it, you got Jeff Bezos, you got, uh, Elon Musk, you got Richard Branson, you got whomever else all taking us, uh, off of this planet. And the interesting thing is all the tech that we've talked about prior is, uh, going to be completely irrelevant if we're just leaving the planet anyway. So we're just going to take all this technology with us to the next planet that we inhabit, uh, as we, as we colonize the universe. So, um, the ironic thing is you very well may be listening to this podcast while stuck in traffic in Southern California or somewhere else. And, uh, sorry if you're stuck in traffic right now, that's a bummer. Uh, but again, that's why I started this thing one of the many reasons anyway um, but th- that brings us to to the basic of it and and that is you know I'm not the only one I mentioned this before I'm not the only one that loves cars lots of us love cars you probably love cars um, there's tens of millions if not hundreds of millions of us in the United States alone that that love cars and cars in Southern California you know one of the one of the things that we've realized with iDrive soCal is you know we post really cool car shows and, and automotive related events or mobility related events on our events page and that gets a ton of traction there, there's a lot of people out there searching for automotive related mobility related things to things to do with their free time um, so we've kind of struck a vein here and and we're having a lot of fun with it actually another podcast if i can pimp uh pimp slash promote another one of our podcasts is the professor's awesome auto show june we actually did a podcast talking about uh clinton kwan our professor here at i Drive socal uh we did a podcast talking about his excitement about the month of june there's always all these killer uh, auto shows going on in the month of June. So we sent the professor out to five different auto shows in the month of June in in four weeks within the month of June. And then we, we covered podcasts on all of those. So check those out too. Um, but you know, that, that brings us kind of full circle to, you know, mobility is still now cars. And while it is the future, You know, it's it's currently in Southern California and cities across the United States, as well as around the world, it's still cars. In San Diego, it's still cars. In Los Angeles, it's very much cars. In all of Southern California, it's very much cars. In the empire, everywhere. So with that in mind, we have retail partners, automotive retail partners who we know and love uh, and work with that literally have become our friends. And we want to drop their name into our hundredth podcast here as a thank you. Um, Rock Honda out in the Los Angeles suburb of Fontana. Um, those guys are great out there. Uh, if you're looking for a Honda, Definitely connect with these guys. Worth the drive to Fontana. Trust me when I say this. Uh, David Latif, the general manager. Amid Javid, the uh, the general sales manager. I guess his title is Veronica Roscoe, one of the one of the sales managers. Ruben Serna, who's the service director, and uh, Oli Garcia, who is uh, an internet guy. That uh, is going to be kind of the go to. Um, we'll post his information soon on iDrive SoCal. By the time you listen to this, it will probably be posted there, so you can connect directly with him. Uh, if you want to go get a Honda, another, another mention Ontario Volkswagen in the Los Angeles suburb of Ontario, California, you're looking for a VW, uh, far baby, uh, definitely worth the drive out to Ontario Volkswagen, see Earl Reed, the general manager, Scott Reed, his son, and also the sales manager, Randy Halcomb. the, um, the 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 internet uh, guru and and kind of uh, our go to and Randy Randy actually we just did a podcast with Randy he's putting his cell phone out there so so you want a Volkswagen you call Randy directly on his cell phone and uh, you know let him know that, that you're from iDrive SoCal and then Jim Straley is the service director out there and you know I mentioned the service directors when I talk about our automotive partners because when we get cars we spend a lot of time researching, we spend a little time buying, but then we spend the next handful of years even if you're just leasing dealing with the the maintenance and and taking care of the car. So the service directors and the service departments of of automotive dealerships are really important. Uh don't uh, don't forget that one. So as we move forward uh from episode 100 thank you so much for listening uh it's been a heck of a lot of fun i had a ha- ton of work a, a, a heck of a lot of work hack of a lot of fun but it's not work when you love what you do right and these are topics that i really love researching and learning about and sharing with you so thank you very much for listening and as we've been doing with a lot of our podcasts in in the gallery we, we're, we've been adding on idrivesocal.com you can listen to the podcast but then you can also uh check out the the photo gallery, and because we've covered so much ground in this podcast, I'm going to share a little personal information as well as tell you that the only pictures in this gallery are going to be of my nine month son, who, speaking of mobility, has become very, very mobile. Um, I am so head over heels uh, in love with my boy. It's it's not even funny. I'm, it's he's my first child, and uh, my wife and I are just completely in love. I'm every parent out there knows exactly what I'm saying. So, uh, thank you for, for allowing me to join your ranks. It's, it's a very, very special thing, but at any rate, my nine month old son, the pictures that you'll see on, on this podcast post, uh, are of him, mostly, uh, some with me and, uh, in, in his mode of transportation, which is a stroller. So really that that's full circle that, you know, I, Mobility is lots of different things to lots of different people, including my nine-month-old son. And, uh, you know, in fact, we were—one of the pictures is from he and I at the airport. We had just landed it in O'Hare, and uh, we go to Chicago— which is where I'm from, actually, Uh, we go to Chicago each year for a big conference for my wife's organization, which is called Hope for Stomach Cancer. And we're going to another quick personal plug here before we wrap it up. So. Bear with me, but, uh, hope you never need the organization, but hope for stomach cancer is a patient advocacy organization for anyone that has been diagnosed with stomach cancer. It's a super deadly disease. Uh, we're here to help hope for stomach or stocan.org and, uh, all kinds of resources there should you or someone, you know, be, uh, be diagnosed with, with stomach cancer, super deadly disease. But my wife uh, got my father-in-law through it a number of years back and we started this, this nonprofit, uh, organization. Uh, by way of paying for the blessing of still having my father in law with us, so I think that is uh, that is a wrap for this I Drive SoCal podcast. By far our longest, I have rambled. If you've listened to the very end, thank you so much for listening. And and truly, if you've listened to the very end, uh, here's the the, the payoff. Not, not I don't know if you consider this a payoff or not. My email address, my personal email address. If you ever want to send me a note, would love to hear from you. Tom at idrivesocal.com. T-O-M at idrive, D-R-I-V-E, socal, S-O-C-A-L.com. Shoot me a note. uh, Let me know what you want us to cover. Thoughts, rants, raves, whatever. We'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. Seriously, thank you for listening. Uh, Thanks for checking out the pics of my son on this podcast post. And until next time, I'm Tom Smith again. Thank you for listening to iDrive SoCal. We'll talk to you soon. This episode was engineered and edited by Micah Palmquist. Hey there. Still wanting more iDrive SoCal content? Just go to iDriveSoCal.com. From there, you can subscribe to our podcast and newsletter, and you can connect with one of our awesome car dealer partners to get yourself a sweet new high-tech wonder on wheels. And oh yeah, we always want to hear from you, so please connect with us on Facebook and Twitter, or if you're not a big social media-ite, you can email us suggestions for stories, people, places, or events you think we should cover. Here's the address, media at idrivesocal.com. That's media, M E D I A, at the letter I, drive, D R I V E, SoCal, S O C A L dot com. Media at iDriveSocal.com. Thanks again for listening and definitely reach out with whatever's on your mind.